0: No! Senior show today, Peloton
1: 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We have Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica mm-hmm. Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. Mm-hmm. The best trade idea resource out there. Yo, what's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Thursday, we are clipping through the week. Jam-packed agenda today, as always. I'm going to start today off the way that I start every single day, which is to remind you guys what the point of this show is, and it is to be the best trade idea resource out there. We want there to be literally no better way to get the trade ideas flowing than by watching this program every single day. So if we are not delivering, don't be scared. Don't be a wimp. Call us out. Talk shit in the chat. We're totally cool with it. I might talk it back, but but that's that's how the Power Hour goes, guys. Uh, on the docket for today, we are definitely going to talk about Coinbase, as promised. I did actually bomb out of my Voyager Digital yesterday. Yes, the stock that I've been in forever, my favorite ticker to talk about. You guys aren't going to hear it as often anymore. Bombed out of it. Uh, so so we'll get to Coinbase. We'll get we'll get to the the sympathy stocks there. I want to talk Alibaba. Uh, I want to talk space, Virgin Galactic. Uh, I want to talk New York Times. And then we're going to be selling a ton of covered calls today. I, I have seven options contracts in the live account that are expiring. To, there we go. Seven options contracts in the live account expiring tomorrow. So we're going to go look at all seven of those contracts. We're, we're we're going to to talk about how we are handling them. But but today's very special show. And, and today is special. It was a Thursday. Thursday is one of my favorite days of the week. But today's very special show. Uh, we, we, we've got a sponsor for that. So I'm gonna go ahead and roll that sponsor video.
2: Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Mejd Maksad. He's the CEO of Status Money. Mejd, thank you so much for joining us and doing
3: this interview. How are you doing today?
4: Very good, very good. Thanks for having me, Michael. We wanna operate an intersection of social media and personal finance. Most people don't talk to their friends, their family, about their personal finances. But within status, you can actually communicate with a growing community now of 400,000 people. There's been a major misconception about what personal finance apps do. Um, and and there's a misnomer from the very beginning. There has never been management involved in personal finance apps. If you continue to do everything that you're doing right now,
1: How are you going to look when you retire? Boom. There it is. All right. I like it. I like it. Make sure you go check them out. Making today's show possible. Um, I mean, guys, if you are just joining us, quick little preview of what's to come. We're going to go over seven options contracts in the live account expiring today. We're going to talk about space. We're going to talk about Baba. I'm going to put on a new short position. Uh, and we have some very special guests. We're going to be talking charting 12:15 Eastern. So what is that? Ten minutes from now. Um, uh, and then we actually have the CEO of esports entertainment ticker GMBL coming on live at 12:30 Eastern. Uh, GMBL. The, the the company went ahead uh, and acquired an Ethereum miner. It's it's actually like an Ethereum miner uh, for for individuals. Um, so so super interesting deal. We're we're going to be talking to them. But I mean, let's open it up today, talking about Coinbase. Yes, I know Coinbase. I'm going to share my screen. It screwed us all. Uh, share screen here. There we go. All right. Boom. All right. Screen is shared. All right. Here. Here. Here's the two day chart of of coin of Coinbase, um, or. They didn't hold the line, okay? We 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 drew the line in the sand at the beginning of the week. Uh, you know, basically what we said uh, is, is that the the price that that Coinbase needs to hold is wherever it opens for trade, right? It was three hundred and eighty one dollars yesterday. Uh, we, we said Coinbase needs to hold that; otherwise, the whole sector, the whole space, is going to be in for trouble. That was the line I was watching closely yesterday. Uh, I did have a very large position in, in one of the, sort of the, the, the Coinbase sympathy stocks. That's Voyager Digital. Let's pull that chart up here. VYGVF. Found another 6% today. Brutal two-day run. And, and so yesterday, when, when Coinbase could not hold this price, the 381 price, and we started seeing the the momentum pick up onto the downside. I went ahead and I bombed out uh, of the coin of the Voyager shares. So again, that that was my largest stock position. It is no longer. I, I do expect to get back into the stock at some point in the future. I've, I've got no position on right now. Uh, it's like one that one that we preached, we got into live on the show at, at around fifty cents a share. Uh, you know, st- still over twenty today. But but we'll we'll wait for the bleeding to stop a little bit, um, and I want to throw this one out to the chat for first first stock of the day. Let's talk about it. Coinbase ticker C O I N. Uh, where is everybody at on this stock? If you guys like this stock, throw me the one in the chat. Uh, if you don't like it right here, throw me the two. Nobody can sit on the sidelines. All right, this is not like Switzerland hanging out. You know, during a war, right? You you've got to pick one way or another. You you either like Coinbase or you don't like the stock right now. The price is three thirty four on the dot, just about. Uh, I I'm the two. I I'm, I'm the two waiting side of things. I see Born to be Free saying waiting two. That's where I am at as well, guys. Um, you know, I I I think that we could be in for a little bit more pain. Uh, again, with, with the stock not holding its open price, it's it's questionable for me. Let's also go off of the research, right? There, there's been a lot of academic research that's been done that, that's showing that uh, uh, IPOs or, or new, I, I mean, it was about IPOs, but let's treat direct listings the same way, right? There haven't been a ton of them. But, but, but generally speaking, uh, IPOs way outperform on their first day of trading and then underperform over the course of that first year. Right, I mean, look, look at any of these high-profile stocks that, that we've had recently. You look at Facebook. I'm going to pull up a chart of Facebook here. We're going to look way back. We're going to look at all-time chart of Facebook. Oh, whoops, wrong button. All right, here here here's the all-time chart of Facebook. All right, you can see in this first several months here, down bottom left corner of the screen, uh, Facebook struggled. All right, it took about a year to get back to where it was for its IPO, and obviously, it's been a monster since then. Um, but, but that's the way that it goes more often than not for, for IPOs. Again, That's not me saying that uh, and, and making a casual observation that that's, that's uh, academic research has shown that's the case. Uh, if, if we want to do a quick valuation check here on Coinbase, let, let, let's take a look at that. We, we made a really nifty Excel sheet on the show yesterday. If, if, you, if you were here with us, um, that, that basically laid out where the valuation is at. Let me just go ahead and pull up that table real quick. It's on my Twitter. All right, here it is. All right, so so, so the stock is at, let's get a last price here on Coinbase, 334. So, so so it's it's priced somewhere around $85 billion is what the valuation of the company is with, with the trading at 334. So if we do a quick 85 billion divided by the, the annual run rate of revenue is, is about seven and a half billion. Uh, the stock's trading at about 11 times sales, right? It, it's not great. It, you know, it, it's not crazy, right? The, the initial rumor was that Coinbase was going to come out at 50, 60 times sales. Um, so, so so, the the multiple isn't insane. But again, because we could not hold that open price, I'm going to sit on the sidelines on this one personally for a little bit. I, I did bomb out of, of my Voyager digital shares uh, when we saw Coinbase give that up. Turned out to be the, the right move for at least today. VYGVF. Uh, again, this was my largest stock position. Finished yesterday down 14%, another six percent today. Uh, you know, if we, we go ahead and we we click through the group, you see Mara's down. You look at Riot. Oops, there we go. Riot. Uh, Riot's down. You look at SOS, right? SOS is down. You look at Ebon, right? Ebon's down. These are all two-day charts that, that we're just railing through here. So, so, so that that that's the deal, guys. Um, I'm'm I'm, I'm hanging out on the sidelines for these ones again. If, if you've been following me on on this Voyager for a while, I, I did, like I said on the show yesterday, I said, if if we can't hold the price in Coinbase, it's gonna be rough for the sector. We didn't hold the open price. I bombed out. Um, and, and again, it seems like the vast majority of the chat uh, is, is sitting on the sidelines as well. If you're just joining us, we, we asked a quick question. It was put a one in the chat. If you would go long Coinbase right here, put a two if you'd hang out on the sidelines. vast majority of you are, are feeling similarly to me, just, just hanging out on the sidelines. Um, it's obviously going to be one to watch. It's going to be highly traded. It's a big valuation company. So who knows? Maybe we'll be getting into it next week. Uh, you know, so, so we shall see. Uh, next up, let's move over to options. Let's do options for a little bit. And guys, if you are just joining us, I'm going to make the first ask of the day. The ask is go ahead, smash that like button, share this stream. Because again, the point of this show, the reason why we spend these 120 minutes together every single day, it's a lot of time, a lot of free content that we're putting out there. We do it because we want there to be no better trade idea resource in the world, right? Benzinga is all about being actionable. It's about us being on the front lines with you every single day. Uh, so, so smash that like button, share the stream. Let's get more people into Zinger Nation. I mean, let's get this community going. Drop the stocks that you're looking at in in the in the chat. There, you know, I see somebody's talking about Rocket. Obviously, a ton of speculation about about uh, uh, Coinbase. But all right, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna pull up my live brokerage account. Here it is. This is my Interactive Brokers account. We look at it every single day. Right. In addition to to us wanting this to be the most actionable uh, show possible. We, we of, of course, want to make it the most transparent show possible, right? I, I don't know anywhere else. You'll see all these guys talking about stocks that they're trading and what they own. I mean, every day, literally have the live account up on the screen available for everyone to see. Um, and today, I want to talk about options because I have seven contracts which which, which are expiring tomorrow. So, so, so I want to talk about these contracts, how I'm handling them. Um, you know, we'll hammer through the tickers real quick. We got spy, support.com, Visa, Neo, Palantir, Triple Qs, and UMCW. All right. That, 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 that's the deal there. Um, or I'm sorry, this this Triple Q, this is a stock position, I believe. Yeah, this is an option contract. All right. It's just hanging out in the group. Um, but all right, let's start with spy really quick. So, so spy, right. Unrealized. This is the unrealized column here, right? Spy. Uh, down 100%. this was our hedge that we put on the portfolio. Um, you know we, we, we spent a, a decent amount of money hedging the portfolio a few weeks back. We were having some days I was waking up and literally down 10 grand in, in the live account that we're looking at here. Doesn't feel great for that to be the first thing that you see in the morning. So, so we went ahead and we dropped a hedge on. Um, you know the, the hedge didn't do anything for us. The market has continued to rip. Should I have rolled it earlier? Yes, I should have. Uh, you know, was I lazy about it? And that ends up costing me a few hundred bucks. Yes, it does. Um, but, but, but that's the deal there. Uh, support.com. Let's go ahead and talk about support.com to your SPRT. This one's coming right down, right down to the finish line. Uh, and and let's zoom our chart back a little bit. All right. Support.com. Bringing them up to the front of the class. So, so, so anybody who's been watching this show for a while, knows that I love to hate stocks that mislead investors. When I say they mislead investors, I'm not saying that they're doing anything fraudulent, right? Don't come out here and sue me. But when I say they mislead investors, I hate businesses uh, you know, that have some legacy business. That's a good, legitimate legacy business. And they come out and they say, wait, wait, ignore that investor community. We are now something else, right? It's like a good old bait and switch that Spencer Israel gives me every day. Okay. So, so support.com, all right. Let's look at this chart. Obviously, on the left-hand side, you see a big-ass green candle here. That's because their business of providing customer support services, uh, they said no more. You know that that's not the hot story anymore. We are now a Bitcoin mining play. When you think support.com, the first thing that should come into your head is Bitcoin mining. I don't like when companies do that. Kodak, yes, Kodak is the king of doing that BS. Uh, I love to hate Kodak as well. So on that day, I went ahead and I bought puts in support.com. Uh, you know, I, I picked, you know, when the stock was way up here at this this eight fifty, nine dollar price, I went ahead and I bought five dollar strike puts way down. They're expiring tomorrow. Last trade on the stock is four dollars and five cents. We 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 are up a little bit on this position. Let's see, the unrealized right here, we're we're up uh 33%. I am going to let this one ride. Is, is that the, the right thing to do? I don't know if it is or not, uh, but but I'm, I'm, a li- I'm feeling like a little bit of a gambling man coming into this Friday. Uh, again, it's it's $5 puts that we own on support.com. Um, you know, <laughs> bet, betting this SOB down. Uh, I'm going to let it ride, I think. Stock's at 405 right now, um, up, up 33%. Of course, anything can happen, especially on a small cap stock. Uh, people are saying to roll it. I'm going to throw it out to the community guys. If you think that I should close the trade now or roll it forward, buy myself some more time, hit the one. If, if you say, just leave it, let it ride, hit the two. I want to see where the community is at with this one. The, the mature thing would absolutely be to go ahead and, and, and roll it forward. Right. I agree. I see, I see. We bet wall street saying, roll it. Uh, you know, I, I agree with we Bet Wall Street. I think that is the mature and, and probably just correct answer. Um, so maybe we'll do that. We're, yeah. And some people are saying YOLO it too. <laughs> All right, we'll see. How, how about we do both? We, we we could go ahead and buy some more time, leave this one on so we just let it ride tomorrow and it's it's a big YOLO FU trade to support.com. Um, I still love to hate this stock. All right, we're stay tuned, we're gonna check on this one throughout the show. We see that the stock is coming into a line of support right here. Right, we've got the previous lows after the pop, the stock is sitting right there. If the stock breaks below that, I think it will have room to fall. Uh, so, 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 there's the deal there on support.com. Uh, we'll watch this one throughout the show, May, maybe we'll double down. I don't know. <laughs> We'll, well, we know what the mature answer is. We're not here for the mature answer, all right? Uh, so, so we'll see there. And, guys, the, these other contracts that I want to get to, we have a very special guest who's going to be joining us in, in you know just 20 seconds now. Uh, I want to bring him onto the stream, but stay tuned if you're just joining us. I've got a new short position that I'm going to be putting on today, and we still have five more options contracts to talk through how I'm going to be managing these with one day left to expiration. Again, seven contracts in total. Uh, seven contracts, so, so, so seven securities, right, in total that, that we have contracts expiring on tomorrow. A lot of them are, are covered calls. So, so we're going to go ahead and we're, we're going to sell some more covered calls, preview, sneak peek. But again, stay tuned. We're going to be looking at support.com. We're going to be looking at these covered calls. Smash the like, guys. And then I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to bring our very special guest. Darkie, what's up, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself, sir?
5: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Tricky market these days, uh, for a lot of people, but I hope everybody's surviving.
1: We're making it through. You know, we're just sort sort of uh you know, having a little bit of fun, doing some serious trading, investing. But what, what what's been up on your radar?
5: Um, not too much, you know, uh, it, you know, it's been very interesting. You know, I came from, um, you know, the small cap world and, you know, those are absolutely getting crushed right now. So, uh, you know, um, I've been trading a lot of options. That's really been my focus. Um, still been pretty risky, you know, in the current market environment with, um, spy at all time highs and, um, you know, interest rates and bond yields going crazy. So it, it's, uh, there's been a lot of factors, uh, in the market okay. right now, you know, macro and, um, And, uh, so it's been interesting, but, uh, it's been a learning experience, hopefully for a lot of people.
1: Absolutely. And, and, and I guess before we really get into it, you mentioned you come from the small cap world. Can can you just give us an idea of your background? How long you've been trading for what, what the style is, et cetera.
5: Uh, well, yeah, no, I've been trading for, um, a little over three years and yeah, originally I got in, I was um, trading small caps, you know, low float stuff. Um, but then I started getting more interested in options and uh was um just got into that fell in love with that world and that's really been you know my bread and butter recently
1: so okay all right i like it uh any particular tickers symbols charts that are on your radar today
5: (laughs) well no not so much uh particularly i mean i do have a position in DraftKings. it was down what seven percent yesterday or two days ago I'm on some good news on the sports, you know, uh, legalization in New York, which didn't make any sense. Um, So I grabbed some calls down there for May. But um, uh, other than that, I'm playing it pretty uh, close to the vest, you know, because, you know, with spy where it is right now. um, And, and, uh, you know, we just it's kind of uncharted territory. Um, But but something I did. (laughs) But something I did want to mention, you know, because the market shifted a lot from, you know, a few months ago when you could, you know, call out anything and make a lot of money. Um, And now the market, you know, has become a lot more, you know, choppy and volatile. Um, So, you know, I just personally wanted to say something to, you know, people that are struggling uh, right now, you know, not to give up, um, you know, to size down. If you are struggling, don't try to, you know, make back those gains in one trade or two trades, Um, You know, the market's not going anywhere. So there's always time to reset, um, you know, and keep grinding. Uh, I just think that's important. You know, just from the stuff that I see on Twitter, I know we we were seeing, you know, people posting massive gains every day. Everyone was having a party, everyone was a professional trader, you know. It was a blast. uh, (laughs) but it's not the same. So, you know, for those that are struggling, for those that got in and at that time saw saw and thought it was so easy because the same thing happened to me when I first started trading. I got in, everything was going up and it was so easy. Um, And then I blew up my account, you know? So, um, you know, make the the market work as hard as it can uh, to take your money, you know? Um, the biggest thing is not losing money in the beginning. So that's the really main thing. I know you, you have another guest coming on um, you know, soon. So that was really the main thing I kind of wanted to touch upon for people um, and give them a little encouragement um, to stick with it.
1: And, and, and let, let, let me ask you this. I, I, I want to dig in there because I think it's a really important point that you're making. If, do, do you have anything in particular that you do when you're having an especially shitty market or trading day? Like, like, do you just go to all cash? Do you turn off the computer? Do you, do you try to reset and trade it back? I mean, advice for folks who you're having a bad day, a bad week. How do we pull ourselves out of this slump? Um, I would say
5: that, um, you know, sizing down is a big thing. You know, back in February, um, I was, you know, kind of telling people to go, you know, more in cash. I kind of liquidated a lot of my positions and went more cash heavy. Um, but- More on a micro scale, something that um, I find really helpful is: um, say you have um, you have a data set, right? Thirty trades, let's just say you know a thirty trade sample. Um, If you if you um, are still losing, you're trying your strategy for these thirty these thirty trades, uh, and you come out on the losing end. You know, first yep. off, what I think what I think traders do is they're at five trades, and they'll change their methodology. They'll switch something up. They'll start to meddle too quickly without giving yourself a big enough sample size to really, you know, kind of understand the true dynamics about what's going on with with your with your strategy, whatever you're however you're trying to trade. Uh, so um, after you have that uh, that those thirty. Points, those 30 trades, you know, find your biggest loser uh, and go back to that trade and look at what you did with the errors that you made in your biggest losing trade out of those 30 trades. And then what you can do is work on that one mistake for your next 30 trades. Now, here's the rub you know, say you made three mistakes in your life trade. Maybe it was oversizing, maybe it was FOMO, maybe it was, you know, poor risk management. So maybe you made three mistakes on that really big loser. Um mm-hmm. the rub is that you can only pick one of your errors.
1: Okay. And
5: work and work on it for that data set. For your next 30 trades you work on That's just cool. that one error. Um and after you do that, um you know, uh, you have a high probability of not making that same mistake again. Um, so, you know, of course it would be great if we could do, uh, work on each error, you know, that we made in that big loser, but unfortunately it doesn't work like that. You have to tackle each one, um, and, you know, try to be a little better each day, you know? So that's, that's a a cool strategy that I like.
1: I love that. And, and and I think it's applicable not just to trading, right? And and I, I like I think I stumbled into to, to what you're teaching us on accident today, And that yesterday I had like a shitty day at work. Like it was one of those days where I worked my ass off. Um, and like I, I just like am exhausted and like I didn't accomplish what I wanted to do and, and woke up today. I said, All right, if I'm gonna get one thing done today, it's gonna be this one thing. That's if I get that one thing done, I'm gonna feel good about today, and today's gonna be a win. And, and so I think I accidentally yeah. stumbled into exactly the advice that you're giving us out here where, you know, if we're missing, focus in on that that one lesson. Make it small, make it achievable, mm-hmm. and, and make sure you rock that one thing.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, those small steps, you know, build up a, a bigger, you know, foundation over the long term. But um, when you try to get, you know, build the roof before you got the foundation, it's just, it doesn't work. <laughs>
1: Awesome man! Well, hey, I I appreciate you taking the time to hop on with us. Come say hi, you know, yeah, give, man. give us I, that I, important uh, shout out. Super. Yeah, I uh,
5: I appreciate uh, you guys having us on, and uh, yeah, I wanted to give a, a shout out to you guys for um, uh, having me on, and yeah, totally. Where you don't have any of your cool noises today? What's
1: what's going on? I'll show you. Check this out. There's no producer Rohan oh. today. Uh, i okay. know man all right the all one right. day you come on is the day i don't have noises okay I'm dying. To, you're dying our next guests are going to suffer because we don't have the sound effects so <laughs> yes it's a little bit difficult um it's all but, right it's but, all
5: you know, right hey. <laughs> all right well uh, again thanks for having me on and uh wanted to say what's up to all the sharks uh out there listening so what's up guys all in the tank so all right guys all I hope right, you have take a good care, man. Thanks day. for
1: coming on and happy help us out. Drop the social links in the chat so I can stay in touch with Sharky.
5: Yeah, Shark we'll do in there too. All right, Sharky, let's
1: go. Let's All go. Right. Peace, All right. man. All right, guys, I dig it. Not just ideas that are coming today. Uh, we're we're also talking some trading psychology. If you're just joining us, stay tuned. We 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 have I, I have five more options trades expiring in the live account tomorrow, so we're gonna be talking about those. I want to put on a new short position. I want to talk about space. And before we get to all that, even something more important, we have a very special guest joining us today, with one of our favorite stocks in the chat, uh, eSports Entertainment Tiger GMBL, CEO Grant Johnson, joining us in just a moment here. They have news this morning, so let's bring him on to the Hello, Grant. How are you doing? Hey. <laughs>
4: no, I, I can't get my tech to work on this platform. I I don't know how to get the green screen to, to suit your uh,
1: <laughs> suit the format. All right. You don't have your green screen. I normally have a soundboard. I don't have my soundboard today. You know, our producer, producer Rohan, he's just gone. There he is. His desk <laughs> is just empty. I don't know where he is. He's just not here. So well, that's a, it's a whole di- other item. Uh, But, you know, what? I I appreciate you joining us and especially on a day where you guys have some big news. Um, Hmm. But before we hop into it, for for anybody who isn't familiar with the company, could you just give us a background, please?
4: Sure. Uh, Esports Entertainment Group, uh, we have uh, we're created on the NASDAQ under symbol GMBL stands for gamble. Uh, We run multiple gaming gambling sites uh, over in Europe. We have Sport Nation, Lucky Dino, Vi.bet, uh, and we'll be launching Vi.gg, which will be the first licensed esports betting site in uh, in North America. launching in New Jersey later this uh, spring. Pretty excited about that. And we've been doing a, we've been hitting the news a lot lately. In that our part, we've been partnering with a lot of pro teams: uh, okay. the Eagles, the Ravens, the Patriots, uh, and of course the the Denver Broncos. And what about we're bringing the lions.
1: Oh. The lions don't make the cut yet.
4: <laughs> we're just getting started. We're just getting... right. we're not finished. We're All just right. getting All started. Right. All right, good. We're we're talking to about twenty two teams right now uh, for bringing in uh, a platform, and, and we're working with the LA Kings and Philly Union and LA Galaxy. So it's not just the NFL. That's the biggest league, of course. But we're working with the NHL, Major League Soccer, and we're in some <laughs> conversations with some some NBA squads as well. So it's a pretty exciting time, of course, for us. Uh, Being able to align with those brands is, uh, you know, uh, it's flattering, frankly, to be (laughs) able to provide services to their fans and and work with them. And with our new uh, acquisition that we're working on with uh, Helix and GG Circuit, uh, Helix brings some expertise and uniqueness in as well because they have a, a gaming center attached to Patriot Place. Uh, with craft sports. It's the largest, uh, e-sports facility associated with a traditional stadium anywhere in, uh, in North America. And that's 14,000 square feet over there. So we're excited about that too.
1: All right. So, so it's a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that we're rolling into some playoffs, uh, right. Yes. Got NHL and, and NBA. Uh, does that have any sort of impact for you guys?
4: Oh, well, it it does. Yes, we're working with the the Kings tournament is launching LA Kings next week. So the the playoffs is makes it a bit confusing. Yes, the fans are more engaged with the team, but they're more focused on the product on the ice, of course, but uh, we're starting to get some some solid excitement around joining on because the fans get to play for, you know, prizes of the team signed jerseys, sticks, helmets, tickets, awesome. So that's that's a big incentive for the
1: fans. Absolutely, but all right, let, let's get to, to the news out today. You guys announced a deal. Uh, can can you take us through that? And then, and then a follow up question I have is: Is this the first foray into crypto, or, or are there are there other ventures that, that already exist?
4: Well, this this product that we announced today, uh, it's it's a result of well, quite a bit of work between with GG Circuit and Helix. They've been working together on. How to make the, the gaming centers, land centers more efficient, particularly driven home when, when COVID struck, of course, mm-hmm. and people weren't able to go to the facilities. So you had all this expensive, high-powered gaming rigs that weren't being utilized. And, you know, Zach Johnson and uh, Jack uh, Vanderbilt got together and came up with a, a really creative Software package that effectively, when the the gaming rigs, the PCs aren't being used, they turn into revenue generators, and they do this by um, going out and mining cryptocurrencies, and uh, they have the ability to pivot depending on which cryptocurrency is trading at what what level. So they'll they'll pivot between Ethereum, EOS, Monero, to whatever one's most profitable, and they mine the the currencies and. We're rolling this out uh, throughout the larger GD circuit infrastructure, which represents ten thousand, uh, sorry, a thousand land centers with tens of thousands of PCs. We'll okay. all be out there mining cryptocurrency. So it's it's really unique. It's a, it's the first time that it's been done, and we're we're really excited about it.
1: Okay. And so, so, so I'm like known as the slowdown guy on, on this show. Uh, so, so, so let me try to back it up and, and make sure I understand properly. But, but basically, uh, what the product is going to do is allow individuals like, like, like who could be myself that own a gaming computer to mine cryptocurrency off that computer when I'm not using it. Is that an accurate summary? Well, you're not
4: completely wrong other than you'd have to be a GG Circuit client. Okay. So it's more for the the land centers. Got it. Okay. Uh, and, and, and clients of GG Circuit. So if you're if you're a GG Circuit client, you've got GG Circuit Home, GG Fuse, etc. If you have their software platform, then yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's interesting. Uh, and, and in terms of competition, I mean, is is this like a, a mostly untapped space? Are are there several competitors out there? Can Can you give us an idea as to what that looks like?
4: Well, certainly there's crypto mining. You know, uh, operations mm-hmm. uh, all probably all over the world, and this mm-hmm. just a. Uh, it's probably important to clarify. They don't mine Bitcoin. They mine you know the all, basically all the other cryptocurrencies.
1: Okay.
4: Because uh, it requires a, a, I'm told, and and, and if you want to really dive into the technical components, we <laughs> have to bring Zach Johnson or or Jack Vanderbilt or or, or John. Uh, Bracken's on on the on the line here for you to really dive into the into the weeds, so to speak. But uh, there are certainly other clearly uh, other groups have been mining cryptocurrencies for 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 years. This is the first time that it's been used this way with these gaming computers because you know okay. gaming it's not a normal laptop, it's not a normal computer. These are you know three 000, four thousand dollar you know high powered. Uh, gaming computers. That uh, if you own a land center, and certainly during COVID, you were you were suffering badly. But if you own if you own a center, if you're, if somebody's not gaming on your computer, it's sitting dormant. So the idea here was let's turn that into a perpetual money generating, a little ATM that's just sitting there for you, generating revenue for for your operation. And uh, they, as mentioned, they've been working on this for several months. Actually, a, a a year now effectively since COVID
0: changed okay. the way we
4: all think about things. And it's been being tested throughout the Helix centers for several months now, just working out any any bugs, making it more efficient. And it's finally, uh, as we announced this morning, it's ready for rollout at uh, the, the beginning of next month uh, throughout the larger GG circuit infrastructure, which uh, we're talking tens of thousands of these PCs we might, and we will be reviewing and sharing and all of that. So I'm M- excited.
1: Ms, <laughs> your, your deal to, to take over GG Circuit uh, is closing within the next couple months, correct?
4: Yes, absolutely. GG Circuit, Helix, Genji. Uh, we're excited about that because they bring a lot of unique expertise and technology into the company, you know, GG Circuit is by far the largest infrastructure software that runs land centers. Most of the companies you would know, Helix, of course, obviously Amuka in Canada, uh, Vendex, uh, a number of the big operators run off the Gigi Circuit software. So that was important to us. And Helix, what we really liked about the way they run their operation is they have done an excellent job at running. Well, they have five centers, two of the biggest in the United States. And the, the Helix Center over at uh, Patriot Place was perfect for our, uh, you know, our vision of partnering up with the, the pro teams because that was the largest working example uh, associated with a, a traditional sports organization uh, and how it can be extremely profitable. And it was extremely profitable, of course, until COVID. Uh, but those brought uh, a number of other unique elements into our company because we we have online the esports gaming league which is the tournament platform online we have you know ViGG, gg we had all the other components and this just really rounded out our our technical stack and gave us a completely vertical integration of services which is why the pro teams are partnering with us you know we can bring we've got the whole menu and they can just check off of the menu what they what what they want to bring and because they, they recognize that you know, video gaming, esports is what the majority of their young fans—they all play. Actually, all the players are gamers. You know, if you yeah. know. So, a lot of the guys on on uh, a lot of uh, role players have uh, Twitch streams, and they'll have hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of fans that follow their gameplay. So it was awesome. kind of a no-brainer, really.
1: Absolutely. Grant, I, I appreciate you taking the time to come on with us today. Walk through the deal. What one last question I have for you? Uh, you know, what what should we be on the lookout for next? What what thing? What what's the next thing investors should have on their radar uh, and be excited about?
4: Well, we I can't get into the specifics, of course, as you know, but uh, we've been pretty um, pretty consistent and aggressive in both our M and A strategy as well as our partner strategy. I think it's fair to say they'll be more of both okay uh coming. All right, <laughs> all right. All right.
1: All right. You're giving us all keep,
4: keep in mind it was it was a year ago, a year ago yesterday. It was our anniversary. We went on the NASDAQ a year ago and at that time we were 12 bodies and you know so just one platform and now we're 128 souls and uh we're gonna you know next year we'll we'll hit 70 million in revenue. So it's been it's been a hell of a ride and it's it's just picking up speed.
1: Awesome. All right. I like it. You give us something to look forward to. We're going to be watching all the press releases come out. So, so Grant, I appreciate you coming on, uh, especially on a daily today or you've, you've got a big announcement coming out. So, so thanks a ton.
4: Absolutely a pleasure. Thanks for having
1: us. Absolutely. All right, guys. How about that one? Ticker one last time. GMBL that's golf. Mike Bravo Lima Esports entertainment group. Favorite of the chat. Uh, that, that, that was CEO Grant Johnson coming on with us today on the heels of, of, of their new product launch for a company that they're acquiring, uh, expecting it to close within the next couple of months. And all right, everybody, uh, a couple updates if you're just joining us. Producer Rohan is gone. I don't have sound effects today. There's no soundboard. We're just winging it mostly. We're YoloTradingSupport.com. Um, you know, producer Rohan, I, I said to him today, I said, instead of sitting here for, for this hour, these two hours that we do power hour, go study how these other YouTube channels do it. Right. It's like, we have the same 500, you know, strong members of, of Zinger nation every day, which I love. Right. I mean, that's what I'm all about, but like, we want this community to grow. So, so I said, it's a waste of your time to sit here, go, go figure out how we really build this thing into a rocket ship. I'll figure out how to do the technology like by myself. Did I start a couple of minutes late? Sure. Figured it out. Everything except for the soundboard. Uh, you know. So, so there's one update. On a more serious note, uh, what, what we have coming up ahead of us today, uh, we, we've, we've got some options contracts to talk through. So, so I have five more options contracts that are expiring tomorrow that I want to get to. If we have time, let's get to Baba. Let's get to a new short position. And let's get to Virgin Galactic. And of course, guys, I'm going to make two asks. Two asks of you guys of if Zingers. If you're watching with us, you're hanging out today, you are a member of Zinger Nation. The SR, smash that like button, share the stream. Let's get the community going. And then maybe producer Rohan can come back tomorrow. But right now, it's not looking good for him. Um, Matt Hammond in the chat saying hi. Huge wins on the E-Bat IPO today. He previewed that one. Everybody, give a round of applause for Matt Hammond yesterday. Uh, He he was trading the Coinbase IPO with us live, or I keep saying IPO, direct listing live with us yesterday, uh, and and taking us through all the trades that he was doing, right? He he was basically adjusting his limit orders and talking through what he was doing into the Coinbase debut, so he could get, get some of those early shares and let it rip. Four out of four on IPO plays today. Let's go, Matt Hammond. That's what I'm talking about. We, we got to figure a way out, a way to get to get more more Matt content going in the Benzinga ecosystem. Because that's awesome. Um, but all right, guys, there we go. We got some rounds of applause for Mr. Matt Hammond there today. Um, and let's click over to this live portfolio here. I'm gonna put it back up on the screen, and let's keep talking about options trading. All right, p- picking up where we left off. Support.com. Uh we decided that we're going to watch this one throughout the show today. We we might close the trade. But we we might let it ride. Let, let's pull up the chart of this thing. Dang it. It's catching a bid, guys. We called it out. We said it's sitting right at this previous level of support, $4 on the stock. I want to see it fall through that thing and keep running. Um you know, we we might just YOLO the options contract, let it ride through tomorrow. Feeling risky, is that the right decision? Probably not. I also might double down and buy buy some some puts, maybe like around like a $350, $3 puts at, at a little bit further of a date. So, so we'll just keep keep an eye on this one, especially while it's sitting right at that level right now. Um other options on the radar. Uh let, let's uh so Neo, we bet against Neo. We lost, whatever. Fuck it. We lost a lot of money on Neo. Um, but but I'm gonna call out uh ticker V ticker PLTR and tickers UWMC. These three stocks right here, or these three options contracts right here. What are these? These are covered calls. All three of these contracts right here are covered calls. You, you see the last trade of the contract get, getting pretty close to zero with just one day left until expiration. You, you know, you, you you see the percentages here. We pretty much made up all the money that we can make in those trades. Um so, so, so covered calls. Let's walk through the mechanism a little bit, and then let's talk about what's the next action that we're going to take with, with regard to these trades. Uh, so, so when we sell a covered call, it means that we own the stock, right? We own the underlying stock. So, if we use Visa as an example here, right? I own shares of Visa in this live portfolio right here. Um, and 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 what we're doing when when we sell a call against the shares that we own is we get paid today, we get money today credited to the account when we go ahead and sell that call option. And then the risk that we take on, because whenever somebody's giving you giving you money, you're taking on some sort of a risk or a commitment, the the risk that we're taking on is that we might have to sell uh, our, our shares of Visa at a higher price sometime between when we make the trade and the expiration date. So again, let me walk you through it, guys. We, we own shares of Visa we sold calls against that position. When we sold those calls, we collected $2.73 per share uh, for taking on the risk that we might have to sell Visa for 240 bucks, which is higher than the stock was trading at at some point in time in the future, okay? We we, we have three stocks right now that, that we're actively doing this on. It's Visa, it's Palantir, it's United Wholesale Mortgage. Again, we own shares in all of these. Uh, we're, we're selling calls against them. And I am going to go ahead and do the exact same thing right now. All right. So so we're, we're going to take you through through this covered call trading. We're going to make three live trades. We're going to rapid fire them. I'm going to talk through it while I do it. But I'm not going to slow down a ton. So if you have questions, drop the questions in the chat. Once I hit these three trades, I'll go through. I'll read all the questions. Uh, so, so, so drop them in there. Um, and I need a drink of water. Okay, chaser. All right, let's keep going. Uh, All right, covered calls, Visa. We are going to go about a month out. Uh, Can you do this on weeklies with a stock like Visa? Absolutely, you can. Um, I'm going to go out to the next monthly contracts. Do I need to? Not necessarily. It's it's more or less just sort of a habit I'm in. So here's the option chain for Visa that we are looking at here. Scroll in, scroll in, scroll in. Uh, call side of things, 235 looks decent. Let's pull up a chart of the stock. Visa, Visa, Visa. All right, here's one month. Oh, disconnected from server. We need a refresh. Come on, Benzinga Pro. Pro.benzinga.com. Let's get this Visa chart on here so we can pick a strike price to sell these calls at. Here is daily candles on the one year chart. We have an all time high right here at 228. Stock traded today as high as what 227, 228, 226 is where we're at right now. Uh I'm gonna go ahead and hit these. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the 240s. I'm gonna make go shorter. I'm gonna go shorter and go lower. So I'm, gonna go to, I'm, so I'm going to I'm so I'm going I'm going to 15 days out and I'm going to do the the 230 calls, okay? So so let me talk you through why I'm thinking about this, okay? Again, I own shares of Visa. I'm going to sell these calls right now for $3 per share or $300 per contract. We've got 200 shares of Visa, so we're, we're going to sell two of these calls. Um we we're, we're going to collect $600 right away into the live account. The risk that we're taking on is that we might have to sell shares of Visa at two hundred and thirty. Oops, I didn't mean to say that. Two hundred and thirty-five dollars per share is what we wanted to do. I, I, I misspoke. So, so, so two thirty-five uh, is, is 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 our strike price. We're looking fifteen days out. Uh, we're going to collect one hundred and sixty-three dollars per contract, or about three hundred bucks in total. Three hundred twenty-six dollars exactly. Um, and, and basically, the risk that we're taking on to collect these three hundred twenty-six dollars. Is that I might have to sell my shares of visa for $235 a share. That's ten dollars per share higher than where the stock is trading at today. It's also an all-time high in the stock. That you know, that that's why I'm picking that one out. Um, so so if I have to sell the stock at the all-time high, we've seen it creep up and get rejected as it's a this number in the past. That that's why I'm going ahead and picking the strike price. So there is the first covered call that we're hitting. Boom, it's out there. We're filled. We got money in the account today, $326 today. And again, the risk that we're taking on, we might have to sell our shares of Visa at $10 higher than where the stock is trading at right now. Let's go ahead and do this next one, ticker PLTR. Palantir, I own 200 shares of Palantir as well. Load up the option chain, Chain Arena here. Um, let's get a sense of, of where these prices are. We're going to go out somewhere between 15 and, and 30 days. Uh, stock last traded at 23 bucks. Let's look at a chart and see if we can find some sticking points in the chart here. Uh, is I wonder how much we can get for selling these 28 strike Palantir, uh, calls. I'm guessing not a ton. Yeah, it's not much. 16 cents. What if we go out a month? There might be a little bit more juice there at the 28s. 54 cents. That that's the one that I'm gonna hit. So so again, we're gonna sell two contracts here. We're getting 53 bucks a contract, 106 dollars in total. We're looking 36 days out. Basically, we're we're getting 100 bucks today. The risk that we're taking on is we might have to sell our shares of Palantir that we own at $28 per share sometime between now and 36 days from now. How, how did I go ahead and, and pick out that, that price? Check this out. We've seen the stock try to creep up to this $28 several times over the past month, over the past two months. The stock hasn't gotten there. Um, so, so that's why I'm going ahead and, and I'm picking that, that that 28 price. I think it's more likely than not that I will collect that premium. My average price in Palantir is somewhere around twenty-three dollars right now. Uh, so, so, you know, hey, if I had to sell the shares for twenty-eight bucks, that's fine. I can always buy more shares if I want to. Um, uh, I went out thirty-six days instead of fifteen days uh, because I'm, now I'm getting more than double uh, per contract in order to kick that out. So, so, so that's why I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sell those calls against the Palantir stock, and then the last one, UWMC. Let's take a look here. UWM Holdings, United. Wha, wha, that's an ugly chart. Daily candles. Uh, we see the stock charging into lows. Um. Jesus Christ. All right, that's ugly. We might, all right. I'm not taking any trade on UWMC right now. I'm not going to sell covered calls because I might sell the stock. Right. With, with Visa, I can do that because I know I'm not going to sell the stock. With Palantir, I can do that because it's likely that I'm not going to sell the stock. Um, you know, UWM, I, I, I might dump the stock. Here's the line to watch. Right. We got to see if it holds this line. It's right around 725. That, that's the previous low in the stock. If it holds that line and gets a bounce, we might might keep it. Uh, if, if it fails that line, we're, we're probably going to bomb out of the trade. Again, this is sort of bringing me back to, to the Coinbase trade yesterday, right? I My biggest position was in Voyager Digital. It's a Coinbase peer. I, I told you guys, I said if Coinbase cannot hold its opening price trade, we are going to be in for some pain. The stock did not hold that, Coinbase did not hold that opening trade price. Uh, you know, so I went ahead and I bombed out. I sold the Voyager Digital shares. So far, it's been the right decision. The stock's given up another 10 15% since then, Um you know, and and this is sort of the same thinking that I have on UWMC. So again, guys, uh, options trades that that we just put on today, I, I lost them in the live portfolio. But basically, we sold covered calls against Visa. We we sold covered calls against United Wholesale Mortgage. Um, and again, we own the stock on those. Uh, or I'm sorry, we sold calls against Palantir. We sold calls against Visa. Um, you know, I, I I see in the chat. I think it was Bill Big D said. You know, you're you're going too far out uh, with those dates. I mean, we went 15 days out. What do we do? We went 15 days out for Visa. We went 36 days out for Palantir. It, 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 is is that that too far out? Maybe maybe it's too far out. Um, but again, we got more than double the juice. We got about triple the juice by adding another 20 days or so. You know, that's about 15 market days onto the uh, uh, the options contract. Um, and, and, so that's why I went ahead and I went 36 days out on the, uh, uh, Palantir trade versus the visa trade. And I see a special guest hanging out in the waiting room, producer AB you're, you're at Benzinga you HQ. What's up, man? At Benzinga HQ.
3: My shirt's making this little funky effect, but you know, it's okay. I you think cool.
1: You're like in a dungeon, D- really? dungeon AB.
3: Let me, let me get it. Let me get Well, let me, let me hop off and get the lights turned up a little bit. I'll be back on.
1: All right, we'll we'll see you in a little bit. But all right, guys, those are the options trades. Uh, I want to throw this one out here too. UWMC is obviously a favorite of the chat, favorite of the retail uh, trading community as a whole. I'm curious if anybody else is still in this one like I am. If you are, drop me the one in the chat. If not, drop me the two. Curious to see where everybody is at. And if you're just joining us, I'm going to make an ask. The ask is going to be, check this out. This is YouTube.com I have up on my screen here. There's this little thumb button on your YouTube page. I promise there's a thumb there. Go ahead, hit that. It helps us get more viewers onto the stream. Share the stream. You know, we're going to have some fun today. We, we got another hour to go. All right, we, we, we've got two more guests. We got, we got more trades to talk. I'm going to open a short position in a second here. Um... Before I do that, I want to dog space a little bit. Maybe producer A B will, will come back with me so we can dog space together or or he can come back against me. Um, you know, but but we will see. Uh and yeah, not not a ton if if anybody is in this UWMC anymore. Good for you guys being disciplined and getting out of it. Um, you know, I, I I'm not in it yet. And I see somebody else in the chat saying what about SOS? I'm staying away from these stocks right now. If I were to hop back into the space, Voyager would be the one that I'd probably get back into. The reason being, I know that stock better than anybody. It's a bold statement to say that. Um, but I mean, check this out show this thread. Every one or two weeks, I do a, a nice deep dive on Voyager, right? I make these long-ass tweet threads. We're looking at the valuation. We're, we're putting together some estimates, et cetera. So, so I know Voyager incredibly well. Um, again, so, so if I were to hop back into the space, that would be the one that I'm getting into. Uh, if you guys are in the stock, want, want to read this. this these were, were basically the thoughts that I had into the Coinbase IPO, where, again, I outlined the, the line to watch is that Coinbase open trade price. Much better, producer AB. Much I'm better.
3: back. We got some lights on. Yeah, I had to yeah, pull you, in. Yeah,
1: you look great. Oh, thank you. So, so what's up, man? You're you're visiting Detroit this week. How do you like it?
3: It's beautiful up here. Some good spring weather. You know, it's a. This office is just insanely cool. I wish all of Zinger Nation could could come up and see it sometime. We got to do that sometime because it's an incredible office, incredible location. Um, just having fun. Take,
1: they can take producer Rohan's seat. Just sitting there empty all day.
3: Yeah, why not? Why not? We're, well, Rohan did help me get the lights fixed a little bit. and no, I No, that's it.
1: not the point. <laughs> He's not supposed to work on the show. He needs to go study how we get more viewership here.
3: Uh, they produce maybe they get you Wingstop yet. Yeah, we got
1: beat-ups today, which is close enough to Wingstop. So. We don't actually like Wingstop. Here's a dirty <laughs> secret of Benzinga. None of us actually like Wingstop. It's literally only Jason. We think it sort of sucks.
3: All will abstain from that. we got Buffalo
1: Wild Wings today. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Guys, come over here. We we need to get some. All right, we're taking a break from trading. We got more trades coming up. All right, all right. Uh, I, I just said we all sort of hate, actually don't like Wingstop, and I got like 19 people in the office agreed. Uh, Alan's about to come over. Alan, g- give us your thoughts on Wingstop that we get ordered every single day.
4: Uh, Wingstop, no thanks. Buffalo Wild Wings all the way.
1: <laughs> Let's just not tell them. There's like 19. Barry, Barry, you have an opinion on Wingstop? All right, hold on. They're just gonna going to keep coming. Everybody at Ben been is about to just talk shit about Wingstop because Jason's not here Dude, today.
6: I, I actually love Wingstop.
1: I, you're, actually, you're closer. Prefer, hey, I actually prefer Wingstop over, uh, over B-dubs. That's right. I don't know. B-dubs doesn't have the same quality it used to. I can go to Wingstop, and I, I get the same thing every time. It's great. It's amazing.
5: All,
4: right, all so right,
6: we've
1: got it. We've got <laughs> we, it. We, right, we have you a, a Wingstop wing bowl.
4: I'd just like to say that we do not endorse Bert's opinion. Uh, to, to, wing stop is clearly inferior to B Uh, I mean, particularly the we always get boned wings from Wingstop. I don't understand that you, your hands get dirty, it's a mess. Can't do it.
1: <laughs> all right, so so there, uh, there, oh wait, okay, we got another one. Wing
3: stop is so bad, I nearly. Moved on to a different company because of it.
1: Oh, my Atlanta. <laughs> so, so if y'all wanted a dirty secret about Benzinga, it, it's that none of us actually like Wingstop. We, we, we just go along with Jason about it. Don't tell him. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So he's not here today. I had the credit card. We, we went ahead and we bought Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> All right, Producer AB, preview of today. Everybody just joining us. I want to dog space a little bit. Virgin Galactic, take our SPCE. Uh, I want to talk about Baba. I want to talk about New York Times. Uh, and, and you've got a very special guest joining us in just a moment here, correct?
3: We do, yeah. I mean, do you want to go through a couple of those real quick? Or do you do we... You, uh, All right, fine. You want to get to Let's that later. talk
1: space, okay? I've been dying to get this one out. Digger SPCE, let's put it up onto the screen. We're calling it down to the front of the class. If I had sound sound effects today, I, I would be blaring them all right now. Uh, Virgin Galactic, okay? Th- th- this was, was one of the early SPAC deals, Chamath deal. Let's Let's pull up the chart. We're going to get a one-year chart on Virgin Galactic here. And,
3: Luke, this is the one that Chamath famously sold out of, right? That's
1: why I'm dogging the stock, okay? You don't even know the whole story yet, Producer AB. Chamath bombed out of his Virgin Galactic stake. He took this thing public, sold all of his shares in it. And then today, the other big name in the stock, Richard Branson, sold $150 million worth of stock in Virgin Galactic. That's why I want to dog this one today. We're calling it down to the front of the class. Stock's off 13%. You got Chamath losing faith. Yeah, Richard Branson losing faith. Don't love it. Chart is ugly. And that's why I wanted to dog on space a little bit. Did today. did Richard Branson say why he sold? I don't know if we got a note why. Let's okay. take a look. I don't see anything. Nope. We don't have anything. Yeah, I don't like it. And you had Shamoff bomb out, right?
3: Yeah, it's like the opposite of insider buying. You got the insider selling. It's never a good sign.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it can be a not bad sign, right? Like, Richard Branson could have racked up a massive tax bill somewhere and needs some cash to pay for it, right? But again, he's got a lot of shit he could sell. He picks Virgin Galactic to be the one thing that he sells. You know, not a great sign for the stock.
3: Doesn't he have his own island? I wonder, I wonder what the tax rate is
1: there on his own island. Yeah, I don't know. Jason, so good of you to join us. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We have no producer Rohan today. Where'd he go? I, I told him he, he can't come work on the show in, until we have more viewers. So we have two, too many people working on this. So look at his desk is sitting there empty. Once he figures out how to get us 2,000 viewers, then he can come back and work on it. Okay. Okay. Um, my computer died on me. That's, I'm on my mobile phone right now.
5: It's very interesting.
2: I'm
1: holding. All right. But phone. producer AB was about to bring on a very special guest. Should we cut there while you work on no, the computer? No. no you no. want to hang out with the guest? What's the deal? No, not yet. I mean, it's two things.
5: How is GMBL doing today what will you guys to cover that
1: yep we, we actually had CEO Grant Johnson on the show with us at 12:30 stocks off a little bit um you know but it's been a hot one okay. he gave us some interesting insight he gave us a nice nod he gave us a big nod I said I said tell us what investors have to look forward to he said and this is almost a direct quote not exact but pretty damn close he said I, I can't give you specifics of course. Uh, you know, but, but there, there's going to be more deals down the road. Okay. Okay.
4: All right. That's good. All right. So I'm going to
5: get Mitch. I may need him to come on. Um, I'm having some issues here. Um, Clearly. But, Z- but Zinger nation, you're strong, long, and we're going to keep rocking this market. Finding new trades for you. I'm doing some heavy due diligence. I'm strong flying long.
1: To- just like Spencer is real.
5: I'm flying to New York today at four o'clock guys to go do some research on a company for you guys. I don't want to say what it is because I don't know if it's good yet and yada, yada. So that's what I'm doing here. So be here Monday or Friday. No, Monday, because Monday will be the time I'll get the search. All right.
1: All right. right. And then tomorrow, well, we'll, all right. Goodbye. Bye. All right. All right, producer A.B., enough of us. Let's roll it. It's all about the guests on this show and you got someone special. I'm going to roll the video let's and
3: let's bring him up. Bill, how are we doing today? Doing great, bud. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Real quick, can you uh, introduce yourself to the audience real quick? Absolutely. I'm just sorry. I don't have my son, Kai, here to
2: weigh in on the whole BBW versus Wingstop debate because he's got a strong... Oh, is your opinion. son, is your son <laughs> a big wing guy? No, he's not. He loves it. He loves it, but he, he goes local. So I am the president and CEO of Accela Health, uh, which is on the NASDAQ as AXLA, and I am thrilled to join the Zinger Nation here this afternoon. You guys always bring great energy, so look forward to the discussion today.
3: Well, Well, we're thrilled to have you. Um, so just some, real quick, can you give us some background on Excella Health?
2: Sure. So Excella Health is a clinical stage biotechnology company where we are focused on working on a really innovative, cool thing. And that's because we were founded by Flagship Pioneering. What you guys are probably familiar with is one of the origin VCs for Moderna and uh, what they seek to do is tackle real big complex things that can make a big difference in people's health and so the way we're tackling that is going after what are called endogenous metabolic modulators or emms these are master regulators and signaling agents that work in your body to manage your health and we're able to put together complex compositions to tackle complex diseases and we're excited about this and we have two rapidly progressing uh, phase two late stage clinical development programs and late stage liver disease. In fact, just Tuesday, we made the announcement that we cleared the IND and we are ready to go into phase two with our 1125 candidates. So it's great timing to speak with y'all.
3: Yeah, so I, I, I read the press release. I saw that. Um, so I saw it was for, for treatment for NASH, um, you know, and I had to do some little research on, on exactly what NASH is. Um, so can you give our audience some background on, on what Uh, Nash what that means Sure, and I'll use that if you don't
2: mind to explain a little bit more about the science and what we do. So what we seek to understand is what are the biologies that are dysregulated and how do we put together a composition to address them simultaneously in an integrated way. And we're able to test this in the most relevant setting possible, which is people with the disease. So we've done that in several areas, including NASH. Now, NASH is non-alcoholic steohepatitis, which means basically fatty liver disease. And it is driven by metabolism, it's driven by inflammation, and it's driven by fibrosis. Now, in terms of size and the impact of this disease, more than 40 million Americans have NASH, so it is huge. It is complex, as I've said, and it requires intervening on all of these biologies at the same time to have a potentially profound effect in the disease state. And what we've done there is we've already taken two consecutive positive studies. We went to the FDA with that data, and they approved us to move forward into a phase 2B study, where what we're looking to do is have impact again on metabolism, inflammation, fibrosis, all things that are important why because the areas this is this is an intense area of drug development there are more than 50 compounds here because of the size because of the unmet medical need the challenge is it is complex and what we've seen to date is most agents as you know in the biotech space they're focused on one target you know either i'm going to bind and block that or i'm going to amp that up and try to drive that We work in all of the areas simultaneously. And what that allows us to do is have a profound effect across multiple markers and have a safe and well tolerated profile, which is gonna be critical in this area. So Nash, big disease, growing opportunity, lots of drug development, but hard. And we have a product that is gonna be able, in the words of the physicians, to be a profound first line agent with potential differentiation in diabetics, which is a big population in this group, as well as pediatrics and for combinations. So we're thrilled to be able to initiate this program coming up here in, the, in this coming quarter, and then look forward to reporting out more information as we make progress here.
3: Got it, got it. So on the, uh, in the press release, I noticed it was, so y'all got approved for a, a 2B clinical trial. <laughs> what's the difference between a 2B uh, clinical trial versus just a, a normal phase two?
2: Yeah, so phase two is
3: where you're studying activity,
2: okay? And so phase one, you're traditionally looking at safety, phase two, you're looking at activity in order to then go into your registration trial. So a 2B means you already know kind of the dose range that you wanna test and you're looking at a definitive activity measure. So in our case, What we've done is we've had two consecutive positive studies where we've demonstrated impact across all of these measures, demonstrated a safe and well-tolerated profile, and tested some dosing. So now we're going into this study with two active doses versus placebo to demonstrate impact across the measures that are important to the regulators and the clinicians. And so that allows us to
3: then use that to go into a very efficient phase three. Understood. That's interesting. Do you, so I know you kind of mentioned on how common Nash is, Mm -hmm. do you know, uh, about what the what the market opportunity is for, for treatments for NASH? Yeah, the
2: early estimates are by 2027, it'll be an $8 billion plus market. And that's because it's so big and it's chronic, okay? So you can imagine if you've got 40 million plus people, it's growing, it affects 10% of our children already, unfortunately, and you have a situation where you're going to have to treat for a long period of time, that off, this offers up a really big opportunity commercially.
3: Got it and and for 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 investors, you know do you do you know a timeline? I mean, I know you're in phase two right now, but when could they maybe expect that that market to hit the you know be live and be you know going?
2: Well, as I mentioned, there are a number of products that are in advanced development right now. We expect an FDA readout in the not too distant future by that, I mean, within the next 12 months on some of the programs. And we hope to see that develop in the next few years because this again is gonna be big, it's gonna be complex. It's gonna need a lot of therapies to make a big difference. We feel fortunate that because of our mechanism, because of our safety, because of our oral dosing and the physician's position, that we can be an excellent first line agent, which will be a, play an important role here.
3: Understood. And do you, can investors expect you all to be the, um, you know, leader in in the treatment of this? Are there other drugs on the market already?
2: Yeah, so there are no drugs currently on the market. There are a few drugs ahead of us in the clinical development pathway. So they may reach the market first. What I'm gonna tell you is we're the only one distinctly tackling all three of these biologies simultaneously in an integrated way that also have an oral dosing formulation that is also Uh, safe and well tolerated and doesn't have any additional kind of sequelae. because remember we work with the body systems. That's one of the powers of our science. We're actually understanding these are the pathways that are dysregulated. These amino acids and their derivatives drive and signal these areas. We're putting them together in a way that can affect profound change on how your body works and that allows
3: us to have a nice range of safety and tolerability. Understood. And as far as, I mean, is there any, with the science, is there anything kind of indicating why, you know, maybe more and more people are getting this disease? I mean, I know it's not, it's, it's, it's essentially liver disease, but it's not from alcohol, right? right? It's a
2: combination. There's some people that are just genetically prone to liver fat, uh, but a lot of it is driven by lifestyle. So you have the... You know, the epidemics of obesity and diabetes and sedentary lifestyle and just driving massive increases in the population here, in addition to the people who have genetic predispositions. So that's one of the reasons why we're seeing such growth, not just here in the U.S., but across the
3: world. Right. Um, so outside of the, the, the treatment for NASH, is there anything, any drugs, anything special, anything cool that, that you all are working on right now? Yeah, I should step back and tell you we're a platform company. That's
2: part of what attracted myself from large pharma along with many others of my team members to really join is it's not just one opportunity with an important disease like NASH. I mentioned we're rapidly progressing in two important liver diseases. The other one is a product called 1665 in overt hepatic encephalopathy. Now this is a cirrhotic condition where the liver not functioning properly And you get neurocognitive impairment Uh, so you're not able to think and act and function in the way that you normally do and on top of that you're actually wasting away physically your muscle is trying to help out the liver uh, to clear the waste but it does so really poorly so it's it's really difficult situation and we have a, a program that's initiated a phase two trial this quarter as well There where our mechanism is broader than the standard of care. We've as a well tolerated safety profile to date. And our goal is to improve on the standard of care and then hopefully become it. Because right now what you have in this field is one uh, mechanism that they're tackling and that's ammonia handling. Now ammonia is part of it, but you also have muscle metabolism, amino amino acid, and of course, neurocognition. So we've demonstrated in our most recent study, the ability to affect all of those and have a statistically significant impact on neurocognitive measures. And that's what we're really leading up to is testing in that and improving on that opportunity. So those are our two lead programs. Now, on top of that, As I mentioned, we have a platform. And we have six major areas we believe there's opportunity in here. Metabolic, of course, to expand on what we're doing. Atrophy, we've already demonstrated impact on. The same with inflammation. Then you get into neurocognitive, where we've shown activity, and also immune and also neuroprotective. And these are areas where there's existing strong data and science that gives us a lot of promise here. So what I really want your team to take away from on this are a couple of pieces. Number one, we are founded on great science that we have a high probability of success with delivering against our development model is pretty innovative and it allows us to get there fast, efficiently, but most importantly, well-informed. And so I'm really proud that our team has been able to take these two programs and go from concept to phase two inside of four years. To give you all context, that's less than half the time that it normally takes Most importantly, we have a lot of information, which gives us a high probability of success. So later this year, we're going to be talking about the next steps we'll be taking in our pipeline. And I think we can be even more efficient than we've already done to date.
3: Got it. Sorry about that. Um, So, yeah. uh, Wait, real quick. Where is where is Accela Health located? I should have started with that.
2: No, that's fine. We're in Cambridge, Massachusetts, as a lot of the hotbeds of biotech are, especially ones that are trying to pioneer. Uh, and so that's where we're headquartered. And uh, we continue to grow our team across the country to really bring in the best talent to help us pioneer in this field.
3: Cambridge, you got some smart people up there. You you bring people in from Harvard and MIT? Uh, a lot of our lab teams come from there, yes, and I have the privilege of working with some very,
2: very smart people and having the an opportunity. And that's what you need when you're going to do something that is truly innovative. We have the benefit of working on well-founded science, knowing the regulatory path and having a lot of team members who have great experience bringing products to bear uh, and to make a difference for patients. But uh, you wanna draw on the right ecosystem. And we plan to grow this company to be a world leader in this space. And that's one of the reasons why we located here.
3: Understood, understood. Yeah, I always joke that Cambridge has to have like the highest iq per capita you know in the, in the it's country per, it's pretty remarkable when you think about the talent on the science side the medical
2: experience here of course along with the innovation and tech side and that combination because like many companies we're combining the science and data analytics, we use machine learning to allow us to handle and design our compositions combined with the world's literature and our tools that we have proprietary. So that kind of ecosystem coming together to your point is is remarkably powerful.
3: Yeah, is, is there anything else uh, you want to leave our audience with anything that um, you think investors can be looking forward to outside of the, the um, clinical trials or anything else you've already mentioned?
2: Yeah, I'd reinforce a few things. Uh, First and foremost, you know, we're working with science that is designed to work with the body. So a lot of the risk that you see with traditional biotech and pharmaceutical development around, does the product work, is it safe, if you can get it there, et cetera. We have a lot of those things addressed and we've been able through our science and our work with the regulatory authorities to demonstrate that now, not once, but twice in a short period of time, as we move into the IND and the late stage clinical development program. So I'd say we believe we have a high probability of success we reduce a lot of the risk that are traditional here, and we have a very expanded opportunity to deliver. And what we're really excited about now is initiating the two studies. We'll be sharing that in the next quarter, along with in our first quarter results, sharing more detail on that, and then updating y'all on the platform and pipeline opportunities that we see going forward. So really proud of the team, really pleased with the progress we've been able to deliver. We've executed time and time again. We plan to keep doing that.
3: Awesome. I see an interesting question in the chat. Someone's asking, does Excella own the workspace platform? Can other labs use it to work on their own projects? Yeah, so everything that we have is proprietary uh, now and wholly
2: owned. Now, we have tools and information that we, of course, collaborate with world leaders in the science and other aspects that we we have available to us to continue to move forward. So we have an excellent scientific advisory board and a series of collaborators that we work with on this. But everything that we have is proprietary and and internally built.
3: Awesome. Awesome. Well, unless you have anything else you want to leave the audience with, I'll I'll let you get back to to working hard on those, on those drugs and those clinical trials. And so hopefully we can see them out soon. Um, But yeah, thank you for joining the Power Hour today.
2: Uh, My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, everybody,
3: for your attention. Look forward
2: to continuing to engage with you. And please pay attention because I think we're going to do some special things. Take
3: care and be well and enjoy the wings. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, Have a nice day, Mr. Henshaw. We we will definitely enjoy the wings over here. All right. Bye now. Bye now. All right, y'all. That was uh, CEO of Accela Health, Bill Henshaw. Pretty exciting stuff they've got going on. That'll be one I'm definitely going to keep my eye on. Coming up we've got Brady from Atlas at 1:30. So that'll be exciting. Brady from Atlas coming on. Uh, stick around for that. Real quick, I wanted we, we've got our uh, clean tech conference coming up on April 22nd. I'm going to go ahead and play our, uh, our little teaser for that.. Mm-hmm. So until we've got, like I mentioned, we have Brady coming on at one So we've got, we've got seven minutes. What I want to do is I want to take some tickers from the chat. And I want to just pull up the chart and, and we can talk about them. We'll answer some questions. Um, you know, I'm no expert. This isn't investment advice, but I, I like to look at what tickers everyone's interested in and see, I've still got Excel pulled up. Um, so right when I see those, those, tickers are flying in, I'll start pulling, pulling some up. Um, we uh we do have after power hour we've got our crypto show at two p.m. Eastern so we want to stick around for that oh here here they come all right first one I saw was Fubo Fubo is one of these ones that we saw get a huge you know during the crazy run we had got all the way up here to uh, well let's see all the way up here to about sixty bucks now it's trading at under twenty wow I actually I, I mean Fubo is one of these that it, it's tough to to make a call because it, it's it's been so volatile. but I Fubo's got some some good things that I do like about them. Um, for those of you that might not be familiar with Fubo TV, they're an online streaming service um, that but their focus is in live sports and right now live sports is one of the one of the things that advertisers will pay the most for because uh, most thing you know TV shows, movies people are watching on Netflix on, on Hulu where there's not really a lot of ads. So advertisers will pay top dollar for, for sports advertising. And, um, you know, Disney's a good play for live sports too, since they own, uh, ESPN, obviously and ABC, they, they play a lot of sports. They get all, all the big sports contracts, but Disney actually, ha- uh, it came out that Disney has a disclosed surprise stake in Fubo. So if Disney's invested in Fubo, it makes me believe that, that, you know, this could be a big player for live sports. I know Fubo recently got a deal to to host some of the World Cup streaming. Um, I believe that should be coming up in 2020, 2022. Um, And then of course, also they're, they're working on integrating a live gambling platform into Fubo. So looking at the chart, you know, as I mentioned, it's hard to gauge these ones that have been super volatile. Here, let me pull up the six month. I mean, you can see we've had these big it's almost looks like a head and shoulders without the next the next shoulder, and um, we, I, I I like it, but I, I want to see it drop a little bit more probably before I get in. And but it could be just a good long term buy and hold. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, Vistle, Vistle, That this, this is a, a favorite of power hour. We had their CEO Mickey Miller on. Um Vessel kind of related to the live sports they're working on getting some of these cool integrated technologies built into the NFL and some other live sports leagues so they'll have have cameras apparently in, in the helmets of, of NFL players that they'll be able to really enhance the viewer experience of the oh special guest I didn't even play should I play the the special guest graphic Yeah let's do it Hot stocks play,
1: play I'm going to Boom. What do you think about
3: i i What do you think about link? That was fun when we had their CEO Mickey Miller on.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Uh, no, no strong opinion on my end right now. I don't really know anything about the stock to tell you the truth.
3: I know it's down seven and a seven about seven and three quarters percent today. So you know, there's a lot of red candles there. But um, that that's been one of the favorites of, of retail traders. You know, talking on on Twitter and Reddit, and uh, so it'll be a fun
1: one to watch. All right, what What about support.com? Can you give me a support.com chart, please?
3: Yes, sir, I can.
1: What, this you, is my YOLO trade right now. Where are we at? 417. Let's go to, let's
3: go. Oh. Uh-oh. Come on
1: now. Who's buying this stock? <laughs> you Who guys, guys got to stop buying
3: this stock. luke got covered calls on it.
1: No, naked puts. <laughs> naked puts. <laughs> Expiring tomorrow. $4 is the line. Four dollars is the line. If you zoom out, throw, throw give, give me one month time period on this on this chart. Producer, so we want to see
3: it get down to four dollar for for your for your naked puts to, to not expire worthless. Is that how that works?
1: No. So 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 the puts are five dollars. All right. I'm, I'm already in the money on them. I'm I'm up on them. Right. I, I paid sixty seven cents. The stocks. You know. Right, right. Right. It's at four sixteen. So you can do the math there. Um, four dollars. I'm saying is the line. Because look at that. The the previous low that we have after that big run up was right at four dollars on the dot. Stock got down to four dollars on the dot again today and bounced. Uh so, so that's why I'm calling up four dollars is, is the line on on support.com to grasp PRT. If if we blow that, then great. Um but but otherwise, uh I don't know. I I, I think we're in for for, you know, I think the stocks in for trouble, which is is good for me. That that, that's my thinking there. Let's do
3: okay. We gotta do another check on coin. I haven't looked at that in a minute and I see that in the chat as well.
1: And then I I wanna then I'm gonna pitch you a stock.
3: All right. I'm Mm -hmm. I love I love new stock pitches.
1: All right.
3: I I actually have a I have a stock pitch for you too after yours.
1: All right. So so yeah, I mean Coinbase is whatever, right? It's hanging out, nothing super exciting. You know, I'm sitting on the sidelines with this one, I'll throw this one out to Zinger Nation guys. Uh, if, if you're long coin or you like coin right now, drop us the one in the chat. If you're sitting on the sidelines like myself, throw me the two. But basically, I've, I've got two things, two reasons as to why I'm hanging out on the sidelines. One is I think that the big line in the sand is where that stock opened for trading yesterday. Right, The, the reference price that we get is useless at $250. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, I think that 381, where the stock opened for trade. That that that's the, the key line to watch there. This, the stock couldn't hold it yesterday. I blew out of all of my crypto trades when, when coin uh, couldn't hold that 381 yesterday. All those stocks are getting hammered right now. Will I get back into them at some point? Maybe. But first I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if uh, you know we can get some positive momentum. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that until coin gets back up there, it's not even really gonna be on my radar. Uh, and if, if we look at academic studies, right, and these are these are academic research that, that's done on IPOs, not direct offerings, not a ton of direct offerings. But but let's just assume that the, 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 the trend is the same. Basically, IPOs outperform on their first day of trading. Right. That's something that, that we know happens over the course of that next year they, they typically underperform. Um, you know, even if you pull, pull up FB, we use this example earlier. But even if you you look at something like a Facebook, which of course has been a rocket, uh, you know, the the they had that big IPO. Producer Ab, do you remember the Facebook IPO? Oh uh, yeah, it was track? seven
3: seventeen dollars around there, I think when it when it came out. It
1: broke Nasdaq. All right, Well, right, I'm going to go on a rant in a second about the Facebook IPO. But 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 pull but, pull, pull me up a, a a Facebook chart for a second here. Well,
3: All I want right, to hear and, your your stock pitch too.
1: All right. It's going to be short New York times. Um,
3: so yeah, it opened, let's see, we're at the max right now. It, yeah, I, okay. So, that's so, what so happened. So out, right? like it,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, and, and these are, these are one month candles that you have up on the chart. Look at it struggled for a long time and, and, and it wasn't until it got back o- over where that stock opened for trade on its IPO that, that it got a rock, that it turned into a rocket ship. There's a lot of IPO charts that look like that. So, so that's why coin, you know, a couple of reasons there I'm on the sidelines. And all right, we, we've got a very special guest coming up in a second, but but let let me pitch a stock. I, I've been wanting to do this one for a couple of days now. Uh, sip of water first, and some chaser. All right, NYT. But well, give me a chart of NYT November Yankee Tango New York Times. Uh, give me give me a one year chart.
3: One year or, or chart, whatever, whatever you want to do.
1: All right, so so guy. here's here's new york Times one year chart uh stock stock is a little bit off of the all-time highs right you see that high up there right around 58 bucks right right now it's trading right around 50 but but more or less the stock is holding up uh, and and let me dig dig into the thesis here um you know when, whenever I'm pitching a stock I, I always need to have two pieces i, I need to have uh, so, some sort of numbers to support my thesis, and then I need to have some sort of a story, right? If, if I don't get both of those, uh, you know, I, I, I don't take a position. So, so so here's what we got in New York Times, and, and I'm actually going to be pitching this one to you on the short side. And again, chat, call me out if you don't like it. I'm, I'm, I'm curious where everybody is at. Um, but all right, we, we've, we've got a, a, a few things. We'll start on the, the number side of things, okay? As the world is reopening, right? People are getting vaccinated. People are going back to, to their normal lives. I can see from the analytics data that I get on Benzinga.com, and it's about 15 million people a month, but I can see from that data set that, that the number of people visiting our site uh, is, is starting to go down, right? We're, we're, hit, we're entering into these summer months. We were at all-time highs every single month. Every single month was a new traffic high, and I talked to a lot of publishers, right? It's not just Benzinga.com. All of the publisher groups that I talk to, Everybody said, hey, our traffic peaked in in January, February, March, somewhere around there, and now like on sequentially over weeks, as the world is starting to become interesting again, we're we're starting to see weaker and weaker traffic volumes. New York Times makes the vast majority of their their money uh, from people visiting their websites, right? They still have print, yes. They still make some money from print, yes. Uh, but, but digital is where, is where a lot of it comes from. And especially digital subscriptions, that's the number to watch there. So again, on the number side of things I can say from, from Benzinga, from where we, from where we peaked a couple months ago, traffic is off about 20%. Other publishers I talked to, the trend is the same. I don't see why New York times would be an exception to that rule. So, so there you go on, on the number side of things. Now let's talk about the story side of things on New York times. News is getting boring. It's getting more boring, right? No more T Dog, no more, no more Trump. No more right? Trump. In, in the White House. Trump Trump keeping New York Times relevant in, in the press, in his speeches, in his tweets every single day. Uh, you know, the the antics that he would pull, right? It's interesting, it's clickbaity shit. You want to see what happens. I don't remember the last time I went to see oh shit. What what did Biden say at his press conference yesterday? But it was nuts, right? So, so 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 you so you lose that. Uh, COVID right. New York times got a crazy amount of traffic from COVID their COVID trackers, uh, uh, studies on it. COVID is, is becoming less interesting as well. Um, so, so again, the number side of things, I, I just know, cause I know the publishing business incredibly well that, that, Hey, you know, summer's happening. Uh, the world is, is opening up and the U S especially is getting vaccinated. Uh, we're, we're all seeing de- declines as a group. Um, and then for the uh, uh, story side of things, the, the news is less boring. So so I like New York Times on the short side. I'm not going to short the stock outright. I'm going to go go ahead and take on some sort of a put position in the stock. I don't know what strike yet. I'm going to go a decent, a decent bit out. Uh, and that's why I don't like the New York Times. So any quick thoughts on that producer AB before we bring our next very special guest on
3: quick thoughts is I like it. I mean, I think industry wide, we've seen a lot of numbers like that. I read a report the other day that like CNN's viewership is down 40% and CNN kind of similar content to New York times as far as, as that goes. And and it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like what you said, Trump out COVID, not as much, you know, clickbaity stuff going on in the news. And, and yeah, but, um, Let's get our guests, our special guest.
1: All right. You're going to roll the video. All right, Brady, what's up, man? Coming in from the phone lines, how are you doing today? Hey,
6: not too bad. Thanks for
1: having me. Can you hear me? Absolutely. Loud and clear, sir. Hey, nice. it, 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 you're having a good week thus far. It was a, a nice, fun week with Coinbase. I don't know. You, you doing okay?
6: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, small cap markets been quiet, um, you know, everybody's been talking about that, uh, you know, it's a scalpers market right now, right, you just got to protect your capital, you scalp, and then, you know, you kind of, you know, wait for the volume to come back. Um, you can scalp some large gaps as well, you know, some small cap world, is pretty quiet. So.
1: Awesome. And, and, and before we dive into it, Brady, can, can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself? Uh, you know, how long you've been trading for your style, any, anything along those lines? Yeah,
6: absolutely. So I've been training technically about three, four years. Um, You know, kind of was very fundamental focused before that. Uh, I did a job in mergers and acquisitions. So that's, you know, that's how I kind of adapted the prior style. But, you know, I learned that technicals, you know, kind of gets you a little bit further, right? You know where to buy, you know, candlesticks, volume, really kind of understand that whole picture. Um, So I'm with the Atlas crew. Um, You know, I joined during uh, kind of inception. Um, You you probably know Ripster. You know, he kind of brought me over when um, we were in Cam's room, Normac. Um, way back and um, and yeah and so you know I've been with Atlas for a couple of years now and uh, it's been good you know fun group of guys and you know I like them all guys and gals.
1: All right, shout out Atlas crew, good 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 friends of Benzinga, um, You know and, and Brady, you, you mentioned that that the small cap market has has been a little bit quieter, more more boring recently. You, you can still scalp some of these larger cap stocks. I, anything in particular that, that's on your radar today, this week, etc yeah no
6: nothing in particular i've just been um you know i've been accumulating some nft uh tickers that ran um previously but you know obviously i'm being kind of really careful with uh so i'm, I'm trying to manage basically 75 25 or 80 20 percent cash so 80 percent cash 20 percent positions and then you know the goal is you know as things kind of you know kind of fizzle back then then i'll be kind of at good averages and kind of work with that but i've been basically scalping the nfts um, some of the runners but you know, a lot of the, you know, typical momentum runners are, are just not like sticking. So, you know, I just been, Tesla is kind of my favorite kind of large cap, um, scalp. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's really not much action out there, you know, in small cap world. So you just got to kind of do what you can and, um, you know, go with it. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so when you, when you're scalping some some of these, mo- these momentum names, whether it's now or, or previously, uh, you know, what, what is it that you want to see to, to want to get into, you know, these stocks? I mean, like, like what sort of a time horizon are you looking at to see, see some, uh, momentum? Is there any sort of volume levels you're looking for? Or are you looking at your moving averages? Any insight there is helpful.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so, uh, what I do with the typical, uh, momentum runners is, you know, like stock goes up 180%, it'll dip down, whatever. Um, I'm basically looking, so I draw like uh, support resistance lines on kind of the daily. Um, I also look at the hourlies because sometimes it's very difficult to see, um, you know, see, the, see from the dailies, like whether it's like a, you know, good support area or resistance turn support. And then what you'll notice is that those daily and those hourly higher time frames will translate to kind of your your shorter time frames, right? So let's say you're trading on the, you know, five minute chart or, you know, you're zooming into the one minute, three minute, right? Those daily levels are gonna, you know, potentially become support, and then you can get a little bounce play there. But the market's just been kind of, you know, where you, you, you know, those levels aren't aren't holding, right? And so it just makes it, you know, a little bit tougher tougher to trade. But you know, large caps really respect those levels very, very well. So you can kind of, you know, do that with large caps. With large caps, like let's say Tesla, you can even go back. Um, sometimes I go on the four hour. I go 180 days, um, over 180 days, and I just say, hey, you know, these are some key levels. It'll translate to intraday, and then I'll just kind of, you know, go from it. And then I was like, hey, this is probably a good area to potentially, yeah, you know, kind of play the bounce. And I also look at volume. So I'm a big proponent of volume price analysis. So just kind of clean, naked charts with volume price analysis. And so, like, if I see a low volume pullback, that's when I'm going to look to enter. If I see high volume pullback, right, like high volume and whatever, I'm just going to stay out, especially in this environment. Like, you just got to protect your capital. I mean, some small caps are down, like, 70%. So, you know, cash is a position.
1: Okay. And, and, and while you're, you're, you just mentioned, you know, you're, you're 75, 80% cash right now. So obviously you're, you're more of a, in a, in a risk off scenario. So, so let, let, let me talk about, you know, when, when you do have a trade on, right. And, and you want to protect your capital. Uh, what, what are you looking at to get out of a trade, right? If it's not going with you, or I mean, even if it is going with you, what, what, what sort of the, the indication or the heads up you have to say, Hey, the jig is up in this one. I'm, I'm hopping out of it.
6: Yeah, no, I mean, so, um, you know, basically I do mental spot, uh, stops, especially in Pennyworld because, you know, market makers and whatever they can you know, basically just screw you out of position. And so
1: we've yeah. all been there.
6: <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I use mental stops and then I kind of like, um, I'm a big swing guy. Obviously, it's not a good swing um, environment right now. So, but basically, I look at like 10% to potentially like cut and kind of go back. So, that's kind of my threshold. Okay. Um, you know, you could be a little bit more aggressive if you want, but that like I don't like to bag hold. I'll just kind of, hey, you know, this sucks and I'm going to go with it. So, I'm a swing trader, but I don't wait, um, you know, three months for plays. So, I like to do kind of under five days, couple weeks, and then like under one month type swings. And the way the way I time it is with you know time frame analysis, and so basically I look to kind of ladder them. But you know when the market isn't great, it's not cooperating. You just got to do those day trades. You take those scalps. Um, I have a basket of you know plays that I watch across you know several sectors, and you know I look for the ones with the best probability. Meaning like you know if the daily is set up nicely, like it's upward trending, it's not like you know making um, a, a lower highs, right? Then I can, yep. you know, I, I like taking that, right? I like scalping that versus scalping something that's, you know, in, in a downtrend. So, okay. That's a bigger time frame working with you. So, it'll help you intraday too. And you need all the help you need right now.
1: Yep. Um, I, I believe it. Um, all right. Let, let me go. Let me, let, let's go back to the NFTs. You, you, you brought up the NFT stocks a little bit ago. Um, did, did you say you're, you're still accumulating these stocks? Like, like, like you're throwing them into a long-term portfolio or you you've been trading around them what, what's the deal with your, your nFT stocks
6: no I've just been uh, I've just been accumulating them slowly but I'm still kind of keeping the you know the cash kind of around because you know obviously like they fell some of them fell like you know 10 15 20 today right so I'm basically just accumulating at, at key levels but I'm still maintaining the high cash balance just given where the market is. And so, like, I mean, these are all your kind of typical names, right? Like, you know, the ones that ran, like, you know, Hoff B, right? You have, you know, DLPN, YVR, OCG, you know, IMT was a former runner, you know, like, you know, I'm not really a big fan of TCAT. I think it's just, but, you know, CCSCW and had, you know, some NFT news recently. You know, WKey has been just doing, you know, PRs every day. But, you know, all these things are just kind of, they're all kind of at good risk. Areas and um, and I kind of like um, I like the sector more than some other sectors. But I mean the the issue is like right now um, a lot of sectors are downward trending. So you can pick up a swing, right, and, and it'll just get demolished, right. And so, so that's yep. why I'm scalping is the name of the game. And I just accumulate accumulating a little bit, you know, kind of on the side for the high up right for whatever when it happens. But you know nothing yeah. be still managing the
4: cash.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the thing that's nice about these NFT stocks, especially from, from 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 a swing trade perspective, and like I'm a news person through and through, right? I've, I've been at Benzinga for eight years now, right? News is is all I do every day. These these guys are like masters of, of putting out news. I mean, there, there's when it was hot, they were dumping PRs on us, and and I w- I would imagine that you know when, when there's there's big things going on in the industry, we'll we'll, we'll get some of that PR action again.
6: Yeah, I mean the whole thought process here is I, I know I had a couple people ask, but um, you know a lot of big trends will have a secondary bounce. Um, like think about Wii a couple years back, right? Bitcoin, like they always have like um, and GameStop, right? The you know the whole Wall Street Bets thing. People thought it was dead at forty fifty, but I was looking for that secondary bounce. Um, you know played it with some of my like kind of Atlas guys and and you know it, the secondary bounce happened and it was big. It was like a four x secondary bounce. So because the first one was so big. And so that's what you know, that's the angle here. Um, the other thing too is, um, you know, I, I know these things have been on a downtrend. But they're kind of like, um, you know, like if they don't return back to prior lows, like they could potentially be forming, you know, higher lows once things kind of settle out, right? So I prefer to kind of add during consolidation and then kind of see higher lows and then have it build up to a breakout, versus just having something in a downtrend and then just me adding when the market's super high and you know anything can
4: just, um, you know, send it down.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I like it. Um, I, I All right, let, let, let's go off stocks for a second, Brady. Okay. And and we, we, we had a big debate here about an hour ago. Uh, and and it's, there's a dirty secret of Benzinga I'm going to reveal to you, which is that our, our CEO, Jason, loves Wingstop. Okay. We all hate it. We think it sucks. Like We think it's awful. He orders Wingstop for the office literally every single day, and none of us have the balls to say anything to him about it. Uh, he's not here today, so we got Buffalo Wild Wings. We, we've got a, a happy office here at Benzinga HQ. But, but, uh, but, do you fall on a particular side of this debate, I, either the Wingstop or the Buffalo Wild Wings side of things?
6: No, I actually don't uh, like wings too much. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, it's not it's not really my thing. I, I'm a big, uh, you know, I like to cook, so like I'll do like my own and Stuff like that, and you know, halibut. So I'm not a big wings guy. I know uh, my buddy, at laid back, is uh, if you've interviewed him before, but, uh, but yeah, I don't. you know there's no real preference there.
1: Okay. All right. I'm gonna spin this in the way that's advantageous to me, which is to say, you're not <laughs> a fan of Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave out half the story, okay? We're just gonna say, all right, I, 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 I you're you're just not a fan of Wingstop. Um.
3: Wait, real quick. I want to hop in here real quick. Brady's yeah, ahead, producer producer Brady producer AB. So I, I'm, I'm more of like a thesis trader, you know, and, but I want to get more kind of into the technicals and I'm seeing word on the street is you're the, you're the man, you're the best mentor for, for technical trading. Where,
6: where's like the best place to start? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, um, so in Atlas, I have an education channel. It's called Brady education. So I have a bunch of kind of like webinar videos and like there's certain books I think help. And so I think the first thing is, like, um, volume price analysis, Anna Colling has two books. You may think books don't help you trade, but that one is actually game-changing. And so basically, like, you know, you just look at volume, you look at price, and you can, you know, put anything you want, you know, onto a chart, right? You can If you're an EMA, EMA guy, SMA guy, or, like, you know, you like Fibonacci, or you just draw simple support resistance, if you have volume price analysis, you can anticipate it's the only kind of leading indicator you have. If you get real good at it, you can kind of understand the market makers too and stuff. And I did a session on Twitch the other day. Uh, it was my first session on Twitch. Um, and so like I'll be doing more of those and I'll post it to like YouTube, so on and so forth. It's all my Twitter profile. So.
1: How, how did you like the Twitch experience? Was it your first time using Twitch ever or the first time you ran something on Twitch?
6: First time using Twitch ever. Um, it was uh, it was more complex than I thought it would be uh, in terms of setting up like, not as simple as a hey, you go on zoom you share your screen um like i you know there's just uh you know there's some some technical headaches um but it's a cool platform um still kind of getting used to it but uh but you know i think it's a nice kind of you know place and some other atlas guys like rock cash and bob yep Yeah, you know, they're they're kind of big into that and so i'll be doing more of that going forward
1: awesome and, and, and real quick brady can you drop the name of that book again questions coming out of the chat about it
6: yeah, yeah. So it's um, Anna Koehling, A uh, uh, Complete Guide to Volume Price Analysis. Um, and then she has, um, so that's only 130 pages, something like that. But it's a really good book, gives you um, kind of context. And the second one is uh, Stock Trading and Investing um, uh, with Volume Price Analysis, I think. It should be very easy to search. There's only kind of two books with that you know, similar title. But the second book gives you like, there's like 400 pages of examples. So those examples are where you can really like graphics, right? And like you know, you could read that over like a six month period. You know, there's no kind of rush, um, and it'll kind of you know it'll it'll help it you know just ingrain into
4: into you. So
1: awesome. All right, I like it. And and, and can do you mind pulling up a chart for us, and, and we can talk about a, a stock that's popping since you've you've come on? Uh,
6: yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, you want to look at uh
1: RKT is the one that I had in mind. The thing just yeah. ran about a dollar in what 4 minutes, 3 minutes, something like that. So 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 I'm curious, you know, how you think about moves like this. You know, if you have any reaction if if you know it it makes you add the stock, to, I don't know. It, it, any sort of thought process that you have when you when you see a stock like this just just pop off. Then there there's no news that I see yet on, on the name.
6: Yeah, oh, sure. So I pulled up the chart, and I just basically have a clean, kind of naked chart. Um, Similar to yours, I'm looking at the daily over, I guess you can look over, uh, it's only been around for, what, um, eight months? Yeah, so daily over one year kind of covers most of it, right? So, you know, I made this huge move, obviously, um, that short squeeze, and then it came came, came down, and it's facing. And so I know it moved like one or two right now, but I mean, right now, it's it's just in a consolidation channel, right? It's not really doing much. Um, this isn't my uh, favorite type of play right now, just because like, um, yeah, I can go, but it's just like the market's kind of very, very, you know, sensitive at this point. And so, but yeah, I mean, you know, technically right now I would, um, I would have liked it better if it was uh, basing around kind of the 20 area, but yeah, I mean, this is basically like a, you can, you know, you can, so I see kind of, you know, uh, If it drops to 20, that's like a key level where, you know, potentially bounce, but it's basing right now and then it can, you know, basically pop. So it's like, if you were to take an entry, you're buying near consolidation. So you're not buying near the top. And that's usually where I like to buy. The only issue is just time, right? I care about time. I don't want to like sit in a play, you know, for for a long period of time. So that's just general gist. Like I probably wouldn't take the play for, for a timing perspective because, you know, it could take a while to pop and it goes to pop at any time, but... You know, it's like, I, I like to see stuff that I think counts. And you know, the same thing you referenced on NFTs, that's the whole thing. The NFTs, there's like 12 tickers out there and five or seven of them are like leaders who PR every single day. So the low volume start, stops to kind of dry up, right? You'll you'll get a little bit of a chain effect, right? One can drive the other, right? Like coffee and DLPN, they had some like partnership news or something. Yeah. You know, Cause the pop, right? coffee popped twice before kind of you know fell down really hard, right? Two PRs, uh, Brady making you know the uh, you know zone NFT thing. So, so those are the type of I, I like more. Um, I like catalyst or I like so catalyst could be like post offering play or if it's a bio play, like you know run up to some sort of conference. I'm not a big bio guy, but like this is just kind of like okay, it's consolidating, but then like do I see a catalyst coming to potentially drive it up? Um, so I, I think there's better plays out there.
1: Okay. And one of the big takeaways that I have of, of your, and again, I appreciate you just, just grabbing a ticker on the fly. But, but one of the things that I appreciate uh, about you, you going into this one uh, is, you know, hey, we see this thing popping on, on the minute chart, right? These one minute candles look sexy is that you zoom it out and, and look at the bigger trend, right? You're not just looking at it intraday, but you're saying, hey, let's look at these daily candles. How does this line up for the day? And, and so that's something which I think is, is definitely some helpful insight.
6: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, basically I draw these daily or these hourly levels and then respect it on the intraday. Right. So like even day traders who momentum trade, they look at the daily because it gives you a sense of, hey, spikeability, right? How far can it go? How does it move? Right. You know, maybe how the PR team is, like how do they like to right? all this gives you information. Right. So you understand big picture and then you zoom in and those become levels.
1: Awesome. I like it. And Brady, we, we actually have today at four o'clock Eastern, so what is that, two hours from now, uh, we're, we're launching a, a beta momentum stock scanner. Uh, oh. it, it's it's pretty cool. It lets you filter by pretty much any field that you would see like on a Finviz chart to get to a universe you want. Um, and, and then in real time, we'll, we'll pull up any sort of stocks that, that are ripping over various time periods, whether you want to see over a minute, five minutes, an hour, a day, a week, Whatever that may be, so so we'll have to to send you a, a nice Benzinga Pro login so you can check that one out. Gotcha. No, that'd be great. Cool. All right, and, and and what what one last question, Brady? This is one that we ask almost every guest on the show, except for the guests that I have to be too serious with. <laughs> there are some. I appreciate that you're not one of those people. Not going to call it any names. Uh, but but do you own a drill? Physical drill. We, we, we defined, uh, you know, a, a couple months ago on this show that that's like the defining characteristic of a true adult. I don't own a drill. Producer AB does not own a drill. So, so Brady, where, where do you fall on, on the drill indicator? I, I do not own a drill. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. Never We're not drilling that. shit on this stream. All right. I like it. Cool. Awesome, man. I, I appreciate you coming and hanging out with us uh I, I appreciate all the education you do for the community we're going to drop those social links in the chat guys make sure you go follow along with brady stay in touch he, he's one he's one of the best guys out here for providing education day in and day out taking care of the FinTwick community so so brady I appreciate you both coming on and everything you do
3: hey
6: thanks very
1: much
3: thank you brady we'll, we'll get you back on soon
1: cool sounds good take care take care all right producer AB no drills and he doesn't like wing stop that's my kind of guy and and he boils shit down for us right he's he's sort of like me the, the simple support resistance lines you know i'm a fundamental guy but but th- those are the lines that i like to watch i know um, you, you and
3: i need to just get in and watch some of his like beginner technical videos cuz we could probably learn a lot from those
1: yeah it would be way better than neil by the time we get through them um all right, wait, 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 I, wait. I,
3: have a, I have a stock pitch for you real quick, all
1: right? All right, all right, pitch me. I just picked pitched my New York Times short position. I didn't even survey the chat, guys. Anybody who heard that that short thesis on New York Times, sticker NYT, if if, if you like the, the short thesis, so you're bearish on the stock, throw me a one. If not, throw me a two. I want to see where everybody's at. And, of course, drop in if you like a drill. And if you're new to the stream, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. We go all day, every day. We go 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern. Five days a week, and we do educational webinars, all free—a shit ton of content. Okay, so so subscribe, hang out with us. We talk trades, we talk ideas, we show our live portfolios, that sort of thing. But all right, producer AB, hit hit us with your stock pitch.
3: I'm gonna need no, you I'm to pull be critical. The, I'm gonna need you to pull up the chart. Good, good. We'll go. Bull, I, I need you to pull up the chart because my my laptop just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Vici Properties, ticker VICI.
1: All right. This is a stock I've never heard of. Let's, let's hear it here. Here's a one year chart with daily candles uh, things approaching all time highs. What, what's the deal with this one?
3: Well, first of all, I want to say, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of studies out there that show when, when something hits like a 52 week high um, that the data is that it'll keep climbing. So just real quick on the charts there, you, you can take a look at the um, financials, the fundamentals, uh, if you have any thoughts, but the thesis is so Vici, not, so they own a lot of golf courses and golf is expected to be really hot in the spring and summer. But on top of that, they own some, hold on, hold on, hold on, casinos, resorts, stuff of that nature. So it's kind of a recovery play. Um, but, uh, oh, Ruel is asking if it's a, a REIT. No, I don't believe so. But, you know, I like the stock and um, it's, oh, it, yeah, it is a real estate trust based. So they, they have these... Proper, you know, like the, the casinos is the big thing that I like about it, and, and the resorts because I think as we get into um, just the summer and stuff, they're just gonna be hot all all over. And you know, I, I want to hear your, your critical thoughts. On- so it's got a nice dividend, right?
1: Div- dividend's a dollar thirty ish a year. Um, you know, on, on a 30 stock, that, that's almost five percent. That's nice. That's you know, c- c- sort of the, the nature of the REIT daily candles look good too, right? I mean, you 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 sort of have a couple lines here. Let's zoom in. These are still daily candles, right? So, it's sort of like Brady, I'm, I'm like your simple technical analysis guy. Um, you know, you, you've got a couple of highs here. What is this 29 on the 29 and a half on the dot, right? You've got one, two. Sort of three, four, five, almost there, and then and then you've got the all-time high number up here to twenty-nine eighty-eight. I think those are, are maybe some some. Well, look at this. So it, says, it says
3: the market cap is thirteen billion, but it says the their enterprise value is twenty billion. So I'd expect that market cap to keep growing and, and kind of start matching what their what's on their balance sheet.
1: So that means that they have a shit ton of cash, then basically, I guess. Which
3: isn't which I like. I mean, you know who else has a, has a lot a shit ton of cash? Is Apple. That's a good stock.
1: Okay, all right, I am I'm, I'm not I'm not opposed. I'll, Here, I'll okay, take here's it fifty fifty. I I'm not a hater. Here's the deal. All right, I'm not a lover. If the stocks at
3: what? The stocks at what? Thirty bucks right now. Just for fun, just throw a couple shares in your portfolio, and then l- look at it in six months and see what the return is. I I venture to say it's it's at least above twenty percent. Cause I, I'm looking at this to be forty dollars by the end of, by the end of the summer. And
1: part of it is I'm just bored of the reopening trade. It's like been going on for like eight months. I'm not saying that the trades Yeah, up. but this, I'm just like bored of it.
3: I I, I agree. I agree. Because, like, everyone's been, you know, for six months, it was like airlines, casino, win, win. Dude, it's been you since, know, since, March, since
1: March 2020. Basically, it's been like April 2020. I feel like it's like we started hearing the early rumblings of reopening trade, and that's all that we've listened to for a year.
3: <laughs> but this hasn't been one that I've seen a lot of people talking yeah, about. I never is, heard it's of it. And, and I saw – you know, I was seeing some DD from other people are doing on their financials, on the balance sheet. And, um, yeah, I went ahead and threw a f- few shares in my
1: portfolio, full disclosure. But uh, I like the stock. All right. One last thing to look at. We, we've got a minute left. Uh, and, and then we're going to be kick, kicking over to crypto. We're going to be talking crypto in just a minute here. One last minute on stonks. All right. Support.com, baby. Stop buying this thing, assholes, okay? I'm. Uh, we we looked at the live portfolio earlier. Uh, it, it, if you look at this chart, right, uh, the the stock jumped from two dollars to to as high as nine. Uh when, when the company came out, they said, "Hey, we we are no longer uh, just a uh, uh, a support company, outsourced support services. Nothing wrong with being in that business. Seems like a good business to me." But the company came out and said, "We are now a blockchain play. We're a Bitcoin play. We're taking over a Bitcoin miner." I love to hate these stocks. Kodak is a favorite of mine. They always pull this shit. Whenever there's anything hot, Kodak, right? It's like once a year, whatever the hot thing is, that is Kodak's new business. Remember, they were a COVID drug manufacturer for a while. Yeah, they, they were. Whenever these things happen, I love to smack them, love to call these stocks out. When the stock was still at 8 bucks, I bought $5 puts on the thing. They're expiring tomorrow. Mature thing to do would be to roll these or close the trade You know, up up, up about 30% or so in it. But, but we're we're crowdsourcing this one. The show is, is you know, just as much about entertainment as it is trade ideas. So we're letting it ride. It'll give us something to look at all day tomorrow. We'll see what happens. The line in the sand to watch on support.com right here. We got that hard bounce right off $4 on the dot. That's that's the low after that pop. If we zoom into today, these are now one-minute candles, uh, one-day chart. You, you'll see right at $4 again. Somebody bid the thing back up. So that's the level I'm watching on support.com. Final check of the day. Uh, and Drew's coming on to say hi for a minute.
3: We got What's crypto like? starting. Oh, it's good. So let's, uh,
1: What's up, dude, Drew? What? Are you still on Coinbase? Average price, 400 <laughs> Yeah, no. I have not touch Coinbase. I'm not planning on it. Come on, Luke. I know you're not. I'm not either. I'm on the sidelines, Drew. You know my Voyager Digital, my biggest stock position... It was You're the best out. performing stock I've ever owned. I'm out. I bombed it. When 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 Coinbase couldn't hold the line, it couldn't hold that 381 open price line. That's when I bailed. You know, I might get back into it, uh, but but we'll see.
3: Okay. Are you thinking any price in particular that you want to get in at? I mean, 21. I know went all the way to 30 right under 30.
5: I think like 29, right?
1: Uh, uh, so So I'm like the analyst of record on Voyager Digital. You're talking about Voyager, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, 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 so I, I, there's not really analyst coverage on the stock. So, I always, I always build, uh, uh, you know, revenue estimates on this thing. I have been for the past several quarters, um, back that in, into valuation. Uh, so, so, depending on where it's at, uh, the, the, the time for me to get back into it would either be when it gets down to around 10 times sales uh, or we're, we're heading into earnings. And I, I, th- I think that the, the expectations that are priced in are below. Uh, you know where where we're at with uh ah, the the expectation for earnings are, are below where I'm coming in at. So so that that's my deal there on that stock. Um, so
3: I lo- you know well, that'll be a fun one to watch. I will. I know we'll keep watching Voyager, even though you're out of it now, Luke. We'll keep checking in on it. So,
1: yep, free Kodak, free Kodak. Okay. All, All right, boys. Happy trading, guys. Again, if you're new to the channel, we do this every day. I'm on here from from 12 to to 2, usually with our CEO, Jason. He's gone. So we bought Buffalo Wild Wings for the office without him. Um, But all right, guys, happy trading. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, We're about to kick it over to the crypto team and and talk some of these nice crypto runners. Peace out, guys. I'm going to drop the the socials in the chat. If you want to stay in touch, uh, you know, go ahead. Smash that that like button.
3: Smash that like.
1: Yeah, there we go. Exactly. So.
3: All right, and stick around for crypto. We got Catherine, we got Aaron. They're doing crypto. And don't buy support.com we'll we'll
1: for my benefit. We'll see you all tomorrow. Oh yeah,
3: quick quick producer note. Earlier Luke said it was Friday. It's Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow for Friday Whatever. for more for more power Power Hour Zinger Nation. All That's right, thanks cool. yeah, guys.